Hey everybody, this is Mark, and this is the Mark the Middle podcast. Seems like I'm doing a lot of these. They're not every day, but they are on Sundays, and I don't know why they're on Sundays, but I think Sundays, especially rainy, cold, nasty Sundays, which you uh, you get kind of bored, and eventually you say, you know what? I don't need to sit on my ass anymore. I need to go out. I need to do something. And usually I'm running in the morning during the weekdays, but weekends I think we have this mental uh, <laughs> this mental thing that says, uh, you know what? I can get started late. I don't have to keep quite to my routine. So I get it. So this is the uh, world only and first running podcast. Now they're all starting to come up with these tools that you can video record. They're very expensive, but so they don't shake around quite so much. But see, I had it first. I did it on Facebook Live, and the video quality was El Sacola. So I went back to Anchor because you know what? I didn't want to make you too dizzy. Anyway, I hope you can hear me. And I've got to stretch out my knees a little bit. So I was thinking about discussion topics today, and I think one big one that's in the news you can't hear enough of, and if you haven't heard about it, you know, I always always pay attention to the things that will, you know, these are the things that are going to change our day-to-day, right? And um, one thing that's going to start doing that as I start running, hopefully you can hear me, are the on a rainy, rainy Sunday is the stock market, right? Because a lot of people, not, I want to say it's only like 50 or 60% of all people are even in the stock market, but, or maybe have a little bit, or you know a little bit about it. But, um, you probably heard the name GameStop, you know, the place where all the kids go buy video games and things. <clears throat> and we keep hearing about how social media is making these changes, you know, with, uh, you know, the Trump administration being able to rally a lot of people to do things. Same thing happens in uh, investing in a lot of other things. We don't, uh, I think we just wake up every six months or so and we go, man, when the people come together, they can really change everything. We just don't understand. It's almost like we've... Uh, Hope you can hear me okay. It's almost like we wake up again and we go, hold on, hold on. How many people are in this world? How many people on the phone? How many people potentially could come together and cause something to shift? And you know what? It happened again in investing. Some people, like, you don't know who they are, right? You don't know if this is an organic thing or whether or not it was, could be a trader who decided to join a Reddit group and make it seem like he was just the, the ho-hum John Q. Public. When in effect, you know, they're wagging the dog and trying to manipulate the public. But who knows? But anyway, what happened 
is, if you don't know, Wall Street has lots of different things that they do. You know, trading houses, you know, the Merrill Lynch's of the world, and the Schwab's, and the huge investment houses. I guess Barclays, and... Anyway, they, uh, they can buy stock for you. And they can also pull investors together, right? That's what your mutual fund is. They get in the big, uh, they get these big clients like teachers, pensions, city pensions, and they can make huge trades. Sorry if it sounds like I'm out of breath. The first mile is always tough. So I talk a little slower, or maybe run a little slower. So if it's a pain, just speed me up. Hit those three buttons on the top right. And I think it gives you an option. Playback speed. Anyway, uh, These uh, Wall Street firms, they're very good at finding an edge, right? An edge to make a trade. Now, you know, sometimes they just uh, they buy for a huge group. Let's say a teacher's pension fund or something. You know, hundreds of thousands of shares. And just by the fact that they invested in it, it makes other traders go, hey, I think I'll invest in this. Or Warren Buffett invests in something. He's a world-renowned investor. Or one of the hedge funds. But what happens is, everybody wants to know what the big guys are doing. So they, as a small guy, what they call retail investors, can uh, do the same thing or do something similar. Well, in this case, these traders are called hedge funds. They do a lot of betting on the swing. You know, betting the stock market's gonna go up depending on the stock market's gonna go down or you know just in some way trying to uh, find out how they can get the biggest return for their clients right and a lot of times these hedge fund companies their investors tend to be pretty wealthy, right? They're not happy making two, 3%. They wanna put their money in something that's going to generate some serious returns. So, the hedge fund uh, traders are always looking, right? They're always looking for that next thing. 
or a company like a GameStop, for instance, that they think is going to tank. I mean, come on. I mean, my son went to GameStop as a kid. Every time you went in there, they kind of smelled, right? Kind of nasty sometimes. But the hardcore gamers went there. They went there to get downloads and buy games. If you've been in one before, you've seen it. But everything's going online, right? So they're kind of like Radio Shack. Their days are numbered. There'll always be a certain niche, but unless they change their strategy completely, they're going to be another brick and mortar company that is going to get forced out through technology. Hope you can hear me. This is the Mark the Middle podcast. Independent thoughts. Not right, not left, but kind of in the center. So, to make a wrong or a, a long story or a running story short, these traders who, who traded investments like uh, hedge funds, they always seem to have good returns. And you always wonder why. Well, the first thing is they're so big, when they make a big trade, they get some uh, preferential treatment in the market. Maybe they give them a early, uh, early tip or something. I don't know which ones these are legal or not, but they always seem to have an advantage over the retail investor, you and me, right? buying stocks so because they have that people get a little, a little upset right it's like well you have all this information you have the inside scoop you're making money off of these companies well, let's find a way to bring together the power and influence of lots of people in social media to do the same thing. So these hedge funds on GameStop, in GameStop's instance, they bet for the stock to go down, right? They knew it was gonna tank. So they constantly are, they kind of hedge their bet, right? They say, we're gonna invest in these vehicles, these trades, betting that stock price, it won't go up, but it'll go down. So this group of investors, are retail investors and met in Reddit and all these other chat rooms said, you know what? Let's beat them at their game. We know we know they're they're selling it short. Let's let's bid it up, right? So that's what they did. So a stock that I thought was going to go bankrupt ends up at four hundred dollars a share. And who's left hanging? The hedge funds. They lost billions last week. Billions. Because remember, they they were betting for it to go down. It goes way up. 
So they have to make up that gap. I don't know if that makes sense. I won't talk about this the whole time. So here's my point in this. All these creative people, especially financial people, actually IT people and developers the same way. But a lot of times it gets made very, very complicated so that you as an individual or retail investor feel pretty stupid, right? Well, I can't do this. Only the traders can do this. Well, I mean, I understand this, right? It's a self-esteem thing. And so most people have never gotten in. So enter a company called Robinhood. And there's another company called Cash, the Cash app. But this happened, I think a year or two ago, maybe more, not much more though. But it allows investors to buy not an entire share of stock. Like if I'm buying Apple at whatever, $300 a share or whatever it is, most people can't afford it. So what they did is they said, Robin had said, no, if you want to put a dollar in, that's fine. We'll divide that dollar by the share price and we'll sell you a fractional share. And that basically gets a lot more people in the market, right? Because now people aren't limited by a very high share price. And it gets a lot of people who were not in the stock market before in. And in addition, Robinhood didn't just order or have the ability to invest in a fractional share. They have the ability to sell options, which is what these hedge funds do, right? So now you have mom and pop and young kids, everybody buying options. Right? and buying shares and they can do it really quick. So with all this new money coming in, with all the social media of the Reddit's of the world, and now a new app that allows you to buy quickly and simply, the market's exploding. In my opinion, it's already very, very overvalued. Just my opinion. So, all these people went to buy GameStop shares and it bids up to 400. And basically the, the tone of the group, because I joined it just to uh, kind of see what was being talked about, is kind of screw Wall Street. But you know what, part of me says, you know, I get it. What, the average salary on Wall Street I heard is like a million bucks? <laughs> I mean, what value are they really producing? I mean, a lot of people would argue if you're a trader or I get it. There's a lot of analysis and you got to be very financially minded and balance your portfolio. I get it. 
but these traders, these retail investors on the apps, like Robinhood, basically made these hedge fund companies eat crow. Like I said, to the tune of billions of dollars of losses. And what you hear in these groups is, screw the man, screw Wall Street, right? Well, a couple thoughts on this. The first thing is these hedge funds are not using their own money. Remember what I told you? These hedge funds, they don't just invest in risky things. They're investors for teacher retirement funds, you know, cities, you know, firefighters, you know, all these people that buy in bulk, right? So these crazy swings in the market that hurt the hedge funds, it's not just going to hurt the hedge funds. It's going to hurt Joe Q public, right? That retail investor we were talking about, that you and me kind of investor. The question is how much exposure do these pension plans and these big investments that invest these, uh, these funds have to hedge fund kind of trades, right? Things like betting short on game, GameStop. And this is a really huge deal. And I really didn't think about it and didn't really understand it. And I kind of understand it. But the important thing to know is that it's not just one time, right? It's that this, I believe, is fundamentally going to change the stock market forever, right? And here's the reason I say, if you've ever watched the movie called The Big Short, if you haven't done it, please do it. One of my favorite movies. It's a, uh, it's kind of the story of the uh, financial crisis. And I know you're like, ho-hum. No, it's not like that. They make it funny. They have the guy from Bruce Almighty in the office. I wasn't running, I can remember his name. But they make it simple. In common people speak why the housing crisis happened and why we, we almost went into a depression. And what it had to do with is that all these same financial guys, right? These incredibly smart people that you can't even talk to because they're so smart, came up with a way to create something called a mortgage-backed security. Something that uses the housing market as collateral for investments. Without going too far into this, you know what happened, right? 
one of the big trading houses with business. People lost their houses. People lost their retirements. Unemployment soared. The market you know, almost created a, or it did, it created a, a worldwide catastrophe. Why did it happen? Why? It's a fundamental reason why. If people didn't understand it, that's the reason. That's always, I've told people this before, and this is one thing seems so simple. But why does this happen? It's because people don't ask tough questions. They not, may not feel smart enough to question what is built into their investments in homes, right? Nobody looked at it back then. Nobody ever looked at the, uh, the houses, right? The security they created was made of lots of different houses, right? Millions and millions of houses. But no one ever looked at what position those houses were in, right? Were they being paid on time? Were they, you know, was there enough credit that the owner had to own that house? Because nobody was looking into that. So that guy, uh, you saw the movie, his name was Michael Blurry, right? Whiz kid, smart dude, antisocial, you know, the profile, very similar to the uh, kind of a Zuckerberg kind of feel. He starts looking into it and he predicts that based on the default rate, he thought the default rate would go way up. So he created something, an investment to short the housing market. Anyway, this is really boring. So what we're doing now, and the reason we get ourselves into these things is because one of two things. Number one, first and foremost, is that we have very few that feel the need or can't even understand the concepts to understand what's going on. That's the number one issue. You think you're stupid, you won't look into it. But you know what? If you start digging into it, it'll make a lot more sense, like anything else. So, I don't think a lot of people, especially maybe really wealthy investors that use a lot of these hedge fund buyers, really looked into the mix of hedge fund exposure, right? This kind of trade, selling something short like GameStop. I don't think they ever looked into it in a very significant way to understand how exposed they could be. Now, who'd have thunk, right? That a uh, Robin Hood and the social traders would band together saying, let's bid this damn thing up, right? Who'd have thunk? Right? And who can criticize them? Right? I think there's nothing against the free market of smart people out there with you and I who say, here's a way to make money. 
and we want to have an advantage and let's move together no different than a a big mutual fund owner buying lots of stock right for his investors or her investors so so here we are it's like banks it's a hatred of banks a hatred of wall streeters right and all this money floating around all these record profits that nobody understands or the majority of people understand and if you didn't understand it at first <laughs> it's cumulative more complicated things get created so that you can make it more understand un ununderstandable does that make sense i always joked around if you want to invest in something in something that you know a stock or company here's what i would do invest in something that you know is a great market i.e. healthcare right that is not that is difficult to understand with lots of complicated terminology because buried in that complication in words like algorithm and artificial intelligence is creating a I think this is worth your time it's uh buried in that complication is uh are all the details that you don't want to follow so as long as you don't want to follow it somebody will pay be paid a big sum of money to do it for you and that's where money's made the more complicated the higher margin the more difficult to understand where the everyday person can't understand it the more margin you're going to make and this is one of those things that no one ever heard of a short most people so now you know what's happening is we're educating the public that there are vehicles like this betting against going high or going low or both and when that veil almost like the uh wizard of oz right when you find out it's not this incredible wizard but an old man sitting behind a curtain it brings down a lot of stuff criticism regulation arrests because now that thing that was cloaked right 
or covered is now visible. Now we understand it. If you don't understand it, how can you be upset about it? So I think we've only reached the uh, very beginning of the story. I was reading this morning that uh, that the amount of float or the amount of options, edges, far outnumbers the amount of shares of stock, right? Now we'll go into that. So what it comes down to now is that some of these companies have lost billions of dollars just last week in our closing. How would you want your investors to say, I just lost all your money? Okay. It doesn't create a lot of credibility. There's someone that you entrusted to manage your assets, right? And these people that are very vindictive, I don't like that. They're just kind of the screw you people. Because I don't know if they have the whole story yet. Of how it might impact them. I mean, if the stock market crashes, and all these groups start doing this with all stocks, we could see a major crash. Maybe not a five or $600 jump or a drop, maybe a $3,000, $4,000 drop, maybe more than that. Then, Everything else starts going down. Because it wasn't just the stock they owned. There's a lot of people who use margin, which is like a credit line, right? To invest in these stocks. Sounds very, very, very similar to the housing crisis. But if you ever listen to this, and you ever get through one of these, as sure as I'm standing here, this is an absolute. There will be more of these things, just like the, the investment vehicle that created the housing crisis. It's back. Very few people went to jail. One or two, maybe, of all those people. They're all back. Do what they were doing before. They understand finance and the industry. And you know what they're good at? Creating investment vehicles that no one else can understand. Except those very, very smart people. Now eventually we can, right? But a lot of times we find out when it's too late. When we've lost our money. So anyway, hope that made sense. The takeaway, understand the details, ask the stupid questions, 
understand the basis of your mutual fund. Look at it, you don't need to look at every detail. What stocks did they buy and what percentage of those stocks were in the mutual fund, right? How much technology stock, how many social media companies, all that stuff, right? Anyway, hope you heard me. Have a great Sunday. Bye.